0: So we're so excited today. We are here to talk about the biggest, most epic comic book movie MCU film of them all. We are here to talk about Avengers Endgame. It's very exciting, and I am joined by my very good friend Trevor from How to Love Comics. And last time we talked was when we were talking about Captain Marvel. So this is really fun to get back together to talk about. Yeah, and everybody. Yes. <laughs> and why don't you remind everybody? Uh, maybe their first time listening, what it is you do as far, as far as your site?
1: Yeah, no worries. So it's all about helping people in their comic book reading journey. So whether they're just started thinking about starting comics so a little bit down the line and sort of still getting a bit confused about comics. It's all about taking the confusion out of comics with uh, tips, reading recommendations, lists, and all that kind of thing as well. Mm
0: yeah and you guys should totally check out his site. It really helped me because I definitely felt overwhelmed when I first started uh my uh journey I guess reading comics and so it was pretty overwhelming and it was very helpful. so uh, definitely check out and you cover all of the all of the comics so it should be really fun and I'm still hopeful that we can sometime cover Shazam. I think we'd have a really good discussion, but it just was too toxic but i uh, will try our best but we're excited to talk about Endgame. so oh, let's re- kind of give her a little reminder of our of our thoughts about infinity war going into this movie we have our podcast that we did on infinity war but re- remind us all what was your assertive response to infinity war
1: yeah no worries no so i've probably seen infinity war two and a half more times since then uh-huh. And it still, hold, it still holds up for me because I was quite, it was very enjoyable, and, but especially when I watched it in the cinema for the very first time, it sort of got to the end and it was like I was so like, so highly tense. And then it was like in the final battle, I was like, oh, what's going to happen here? How are they going to finish this? And then they had the smack. And it was like, oh, my God, they are they going to sort this out? There's going to be another movie because there was always that talk that like they, they were very coy saying it wasn't going to be a two-part movie. So it's like, they're going to you know, fix this all up in, the <laughs> in one movie. But obviously not. They lied yeah. to us and, and tricked me at least. Um, but, uh,
0: they had originally yeah. called Infinity War Part 1, Infinity War Part 2. And then they changed it and were like, oh, it's not going to be a two-parter or whatever. And so, yeah, they did kind of try to pull <laughs> the paint switch there. <laughs> and, yeah. So my thoughts about Infinity War is that I really had fun with a lot of aspects of it. I really liked the various sort of couplings that they had. I really liked Dr. Strange and Tony was really fun. I really liked Star-Lord and Thor together. They were great. Oh, Uh, yes. Yeah, and so just the little sort of moments. I thought they did such a good job of giving almost every character sort of a moment to shine. When when Thor comes down in Wakanda, that was incredible uh, moment. Yeah, and I really liked how it wasn't just Thanos that was hard. It was like everyone was hard. Like all of his goons, and because so, some of them, it's like, why are we wasting our time with these goons that are just so easily kind of disposable? And I and I thought these ones were really tough and took three or four Avengers to to get these these just these goons down, let alone Thanos. And so it really built the uh, engine well. The only problem I had with it is I felt that the action became kind of repetitive to me and got a little boring, and I felt like the big emotional moment wasn't really earned, and because I knew that they were all going to come back, I was just so sure of it, obviously because you have Peter Parker, you know, vanishing, and you have Black Panther vanishing. I mean, come on. It was just so obvious that that was, I don't know. It just fell flat for me because I, I just feel like, how can I care about something that's so obviously fake and false? And fun? Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah. There's always going to be something that's going to correct it. Because yeah. you,
0: <laughs> you got Black Panther 2 is eventually going to happen.
1: You got Dr. Here. You yeah.
0: But I knew that it wasn't the real ending. And so I wasn't really that upset about it because this was just the halfway ending. But it kept me from just loving it like a lot of other people. So I think I was like a B, maybe B minus. I was somewhere around there for Infinity War. I definitely liked Black Panther better personally than Infinity War. So that was just last year. But uh, but yeah, so now coming to this one, I thought uh, it was interesting because I was coming to Endgame and thinking, boy, if they just bring everybody back then I'm going to be really annoyed, like if there's no stakes kind of at all. And it's funny because they kind of did that, but, (laughs) but I, I, really really enjoyed this movie i thought it was such a great ending to this arc of these 22 movies which i've been very invested in i've been a defender of the mcu even the films and a lot of other people i may not find them to be fresh i may not think they're great movies but i still i don't personally think the mcu has made a batman and robin or superman 4 or that level of mistake would you agree I'd agree. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's a couple that are a bit flat, like, say, for instance, Incredible Hulk or, yeah. or The Dark World. But um, overall, you know, it, it, it's it's uh, floating above water, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no real Batman versus Superman kind of very polarizing movie in there. You're yeah. all sort of, you're you either are indifferent to love them kind
0: right. of thing. Because even Thor The Dark World still has Loki, still has Thor, still has the loss of their mother, still has you know, it still has stuff that's pretty good. I think I think yeah, that it fight just, is fun. Yeah, and, I
1: think it was also expectations as well. Yeah. That's the, that's the problem with the sequel. We've got to sort of meet those expectations and then better them as well. And the just didn't do that. We were introduced to like Asgard in the first one and the charm of everything. And then it's sort of like, didn't quite stick away at the same time when you raise those stakes
0: yeah and yeah it's i mean it's a flawed film mostly because the villain is just such a snooze but it's still i just don't think it's awful like some people might think but anyway you know they had so they had all of these characters that we had has been spending all this build up for that we if you're a fan you really love and all of these movies all building up and i personally love time travel stories so i kind of knew that i was going to love this movie i it's i mean i love like days of future past is just one of my all time favorites I And I know people are like, oh, wait, what about this? What about this? What about this? But I actually thought they did a better job in this movie than Days of Future Past of kind of explaining the convoluted <laughs> rules of the time travel. I thought they did a really good job. And, they did, yeah. Yeah. And I just really enjoyed it. I felt like every moment I was earned and I had a smile on my face and, and I cried and I laughed and I've seen it three times already and I just love this movie I think it's so good and I don't know what were your overall thoughts about Endgame
1: I really enjoyed it it, it yeah. had uh, like you were mentioning about the ending we'll talk about it a bit more in detail but uh I like the fact that there was some kind of finale uh finality to it superhero movie uh, superhero storytelling because it's always this ongoing story uh ongoing plots or Sometimes they they find it difficult to actually end things and like especially characters Mm -hmm. have a final story uh, and have some kind of satisfying ending. This actually did a quite good job of uh, having a a satisfying ending with particular character threads, but then also pushing new other characters forward as well. They will see them in the future in exciting new ways. Uh, and just the, the action, the very enjoyable action. And it was a bit more character-focused in, there in Infinity yeah. War as well, I find. And that that was quite satisfying, especially mm-hmm. uh, ending some of these character stories as well, with having proper character arcs yeah. and having redeeming character arcs. Mm-hmm. Even someone like Scott Lane, who's a bit of a jerk, you know, annoying to some, some people, <laughs> you know, he did a really good job as well of actually playing an important role and... Not just being the guy who cracks jokes.
0: He saved the day. He was the hero. Him and that mouse were the
1: hero. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Who had the mouse get in that car anyway? I don't know the window crack open
0: <laughs> I think it's, it's an old car but uh but anyway so obviously this is going to be a huge spoiler podcast so if you haven't seen endgame don't listen to the podcast guess, unless you don't care about spoilers um, so we are going to go through this is going to probably be a pretty long podcast because we're going to go through it's a three-hour movie but we're going to try our best to kind of streamline it go through some of these points fairly quickly and uh, share with us, if you're listening, share with us your thoughts, you know, what you thought of the different choices that they made. And uh, we're open to all points of view on this channel and this podcast. So uh, <laughs> as long as you're nice. Okay, here go we ahead. go. So, <laughs> uh, okay. so it starts out with this opening sequence with Tony uh, and Nebula on the ship. And uh, they are running out of fuel. And he's sort of giving his sort of, last uh, goodbyes to pepper and to everybody and and there's they're gonna die in the next morning but then we get captain marvel appearing uh, yeah. and saving them how did you feel about sort of that opening sequence yeah it's interesting because they played it
1: they played it quite heavily in the, uh, the trailers. So I thought that it might be like a larger part of like Tony Stark's character arc as opposed to just being the opening five minutes. Mm-hmm. But I guess it is interesting in that uh, you can't really, there's not a lot you could actually show in this movie. They wanted to keep it uh, for the trailers to keep yeah. it under wraps. So the, the first five minutes, they put a lot of importance in that, uh, making it sound like it was going to be, that could potentially been three quarters of the way through the film. So it was quite interesting to sort of see they wrap that up pretty quickly and move on uh, to get everyone's ducks in the row almost. Um, yeah. But it gave them emotional weight to it as well, watching uh, them play over like, later in the movie, which I quite enjoyed.
0: Yeah, they did a really good job on the trailers of this movie of only showing like the first 15 minutes. It was really good.
1: Yeah, there's like first fifteen minutes, and then there's that bit where they walk along, like you know, in a row in the suits, but you have no idea what that means. No real context to anything.
0: Like I think we all kind of knew that it was the quantum realm, and that time travel would be involved because, of course, like how else are they going to bring people back from the dead? (laughs) They they don't have resurrection quality (laughs) qualities any of them. So of course it's time travel. But uh, as far as just any of the plot particulars i thought they did a great job with the trailers and but somebody that was kind of mixed on the infinity war they did such a good job of hyping me getting me excited and uh, and i was surprised how little they actually ended up using captain marvel because i was a little bit nervous after captain marvel even though I, I enjoyed the film well enough that i was worried that she was just going to be kind of save everything she was going to be this easy out And I thought they used her pretty judiciously.
1: Yeah, they did. They used her, like, uh, very judiciously. She didn't really, wasn't too overpowered. And when she did come into the fight, she was, you know, very much even-handed with Thanos as well. Um, And the way that they used her to sort of save the day um, with Tony was a good sort of bit. Because it sort of, yeah, it moved the plot forward as well, but also she had the good character moments. like, for instance, when uh, she meets Thor for the first time as well.
0: Yeah. So then they have this whole confrontation where, where they go, they find Thanos, and he tells them, I am inevitable. And uh, he tells them he's destroyed the Infinity Stones, and uh, he he almost killed him to destroy them, but they that's what he did and then uh, we do get the line of my father's many things a liar is not one of them from nebula and uh, this movie was definitely nebula's shining hour after oh, yeah. uh, being not my favorite in a couple of movies i really didn't like her in guardians volume two and uh, but this was she was really good really really good yeah,
1: she was. She was a, a big surprise because so she had played such a, uh, such a role in this movie, a like, large role in this movie. Yeah. Because she's always been sort of that character in the background, not really done much apart from maybe a couple of fights here and there. But no, she, she, she got, like, I actually, you know, cared for her as well, which is yeah. uh, surprising because I didn't really care for what she like you said, in uh, another you know, movie.
0: Yeah, Karen Gillan did a really, and I'm not been a big fan of hers. So I, uh, but oh, really? yeah, uh, but she did a really good job. So she won me over. So good job, Karen. Oh, good <laughs> But she was a little too like snivelly in some of them, like oh, I'm the I'm the bad guy, you know, kind of a thing. And it was yeah, like, especially
1: yeah, especially in Guardians. Yeah, yeah. So. There was, I remember this one bit where she sort of yells at somebody and turns around does like a really sort of fashion world catwalk. Uh, fancy kind of walk off and being um, really angry and um (laughs) walk off as well. Yeah, Uh, but I was just remember watching it. let's be honest. Actually, she
0: was really good. Yeah, she was really really good. And so Thor ends up killing Thanos, and you can just tell it's like such a I don't know such a devastating moment for the character. And we're gonna talk a lot about Thor and what they do with Thor in this, but. I, I kind of liked that they didn't have Carol, Carol Thanos, that it ended up being yeah. Thor. It's so surprising. It's such a surprising way to start out the movie because you're thinking that he's the big villain of the movie and he's just had this, oh my gosh, he's dead. What's going to happen he's next? He's dead, yeah. Oh, so good. I
1: thought, well, are they going to introduce somebody else now and it's going to sort of help reverse it? Is like Cain the Conqueror, is a time traveler going to be involved? Yeah. But no, it's uh it, it, it's very surprising especially when the sort of, head comes off Um yeah. it's like Whoa, what the hell how do I gotta get out of this one
0: yeah I am inevitable it was so good and uh, when they came up with the big screen five years later were you su- super surprised by that I was
1: yeah it, it, it's because I always thought uh you know, five years of jump into the future is a it's a long time, especially since a lot of these movies have very much been set in real time um, in the past, and, and they definitely reference that. We've got, like, when they go back to the time of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, it was 2014. They actually referenced that. But, like, it was like three weeks ago, kind of thing, like, a, like, a, like some kind of sliding timescale. So it'll be interesting, especially when they sort of uh, post this movie, how they sort of handle that, if everything's going to be sort of set, I guess, 2024. 20, uh and everything going forward so Mm -hmm. uh, you said it's what they just have a whole bunch of things said 2024 so they sort of catch up yeah what do you think
0: yeah i i gasped i was like whoa five years i don't know i was not expecting that and just the overall sort of feel of this beginning just really drew you into these characters and you were really feeling i mean five years of dealing with this failure that's a lot
1: it is, yeah, because I mean, superhero storytelling. It's like they might have, a, they might fail, but they always fix it, and it's yeah. always fixed, you know, within that same week. <laughs> so to have like five years of that. Like you said, yeah, it's a long time to deal with something like
0: that. Yeah, and so Tony is the only one. It's interesting because. Tony is the one that's actually managed to transition from this darkness into a happy spot with Pepper and with his daughter, uh, daughter Morgan, and they have some really cute scenes with him and Morgan. And the little girl was adorable, and she oh, tells him, "I love you 3,000. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, did you buy that with Tony and Pepper and that? Kind I of- did, yeah, because I
1: mean, they Pepper him and Pepper. It's not like they just. The relationship in there, you know, no reason or anything like that. It's had some evolution throughout these uh, ten years of movies. Uh, So it's actually then that next natural step after getting married, you have a kid, and so five years time, yeah, that, that worked for me. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense well they uh, broke
0: up in civil war and then they got back together at spider-man homecoming and as soon as they got back together i was like oh it's it's gonna be a i thought for sure he was gonna die in infinity war because i figure it you can't have as soon as he's gonna get happy it's gonna be like oh no that's
1: it's like the it's like those movies where the cop has like a one week to retirement the one didn't get shot right
0: yeah (laughs) And so then Steve is doing these therapy groups and he's kind of getting people to talk and, and you have one of the Russo brothers there talking about his date that he went uh, on.
1: I didn't even realize I was one of the Russo brothers. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. No, I yeah. didn't pick that
0: up. Which was funny because if half the people were gone, that's kind of funny that like just one of them, that's sort of funny. Uh, and they tried but to sorry, just, that it just, was like, the first gay moment in marvel and i'm just like give, give me a break that doesn't count some little like, little side story that was sweet but don't try to make it more than it is i'm trying to make it some victory for i don't know no, you
1: things. definitely need like a leading
0: character yeah,
1: yeah. to really push, <laughs> otherwise yeah it's sort of- <laughs> to
0: yeah, so anyway, he's trying to motivate them, trying to help them, but you can see it's sort of weighing on him. And, uh, and then you have Natasha, who is trying to still operate S.H.I.E.L.D. You can tell that's where her sort of value and family and uh, meaning in life is in S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, so that's uh, pretty touching, I think. And I think that Scarlett Johansson does a really good job in this movie.
1: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed her in this movie. I'm, I always, I'm very fifty-fifty about Scarlett Johansson in general. Okay. Uh, don't know really why she just irks me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, she did a really good job in adding this like additional emotional weight. It's like she obviously feels like there's a load on her shoulders, um, and she did a really good job in actually showing that as well, especially when she's holding those little conferences. Uh, with the hologram, with uh, people in different locations and jobs that, yeah, she very much felt like uh, a lot of this was her responsibility as well, which um, was, I I think was quite believable.
0: Yeah. And I don't know, you just felt that she was just trying to keep some semblance of something together. And uh, so I, it worked for me. I liked, even when she's saying, if you you tell me to cheer up, I'm going to throw this sandwich in your face. That was fun. (laughs) Uh, and so then we find out about because uh, is there. Rhodey tells in, um her about uh, about Barton about Hawkeye that he has become this vigilante because everybody in his whole family was vanished, and uh, he's out just killing all of these. I think in his mind he's he's killing all these bad people, so he's somehow valid because like why should these bad people? Uh, live when my family got vanished. You know why? That's yeah. why, what's the justice in that? But I think they could have done a little bit better of explaining that.
1: I think so too. Yeah, I, I think it was sort of yeah, it wasn't explained well. It was sort of it was very much left up to interpret your known interpretation in the end. Yeah, because um, it, it was just kind of like what, like yeah. that one line of dialogue almost even just to uh, just explain it to justify it. Even yeah. though it's not really a justifiable action, it would sort of at least make a bit more sense logically.
0: Yeah, because yeah, he's just, they, she watches him kill that guy in Tokyo or whatever, and it's like, okay, come back with the group. You're, you're forgiven. You're fine.
1: Well, I mean, she was so, an assassin herself, I guess. So, yeah. I mean, she's like, oh, I, I remember this. <laughs> I know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think they they could have done a little bit better job with that. It felt like they yeah. kind of just gave him pass a little bit too much of. But it
1: wasn't. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, maybe the circumstances that they just need the guy and it's like well, well we'll do this later.
0: Yeah. So then we find out that Thor has become an alcoholic, and he's there with Korg, another guy. I forget another guy. <laughs> and I. Uh, and a lot of people had issues with this because he's chubby Thor, but I will defend chubby Thor forever because he's the one who killed Thanos, and he completely failed in saving anybody or really doing anything that that mattered. I mean, he came down in Wakanda, and he failed. And throughout the course of the Thor movies, he has always covered up tense situations with being kind of the butt of the joke that's what he's always done i mean if you think even back to the first movie him being that fish out of water kind of character and 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 being funny that was that's his personality so to me it makes a ton of sense that especially that character would turn to kind of to turn to alcoholism turn to to letting himself go and it and yeah they took some cheap blows at his uh at his physique or whatever but yeah. I think that mostly that was Rocket and Rocket's a punk, so I was, <laughs> I was actually fine with it. And I, I felt like when he gets Mueller, I think it's called uh, Mueller, when he gets his hammer and he looks yeah. at him, like I am I'm worthy, and you could see that like the light in his eyes that he oh, hadn't yeah. felt worthy for all of that time. I thought it was one of the most emotional moments of the whole movie to me.
1: I thought when he's going to get the Hannah back that uh, he'd put it up and he'd down arm, uh, armed up uh, lightning would come down and he would get rocked out again. But I'm Something glad like that.
0: I'm glad yeah. they didn't do it that way. I would have been less into it because if he had had some makeover of some kind, then I think it would have been less impactful because it's just him himself who he is.
1: Yeah. He's not living in decisions. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I, I kind of liked that he didn't really have that moment and I, well, we'll talk about it, but the ending with Thor, I was just, yeah, so, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but I know a lot of people didn't like it. How did you feel about, did you feel like it was too silly or, or what do you. Uh,
1: think? I mean, there was a bit of a silliness to it. The way that they sort of like the reveal and maybe rocket yeah, a couple of bit too many sort of uh, low blows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can understand where people were coming from in that sense. Um. But uh, yeah, I think there needs to be something like it was obviously he had this bruised ego, he had the bru- like, he's taking it very to heart. Yeah. It was like this, uh, you know, he's meant to be like the most masculine of all the heroes. Ca- all the heroes. Instead sort of to be able to not actually save the day, to actually achieve what he wants to achieve, is very much a, a blow to his masculinity. Uh, and this him giving up essentially, It's sort of, it's like his, it's a. Sort of like you know, where Batman gets his back broken. It's, it's all about the riot oh, yeah. again, sort of, and that's how they sort of done. Um, yeah,
0: because they kind of showed all the different ways that you can respond to something like this. You know, you have Barton who's uh, who's getting angry and re- wanting revenge, and you have Natasha who's just kind of keeping things going and trying to keep as much similar as possible. You have Tony who's just had it, used it as a source of reinvention and rebirth almost. And, uh, you know, so you have all these different responses and it makes sense that one person out of the group is going to basically turn to alcohol and become an alcoholic. Like if half the people in the world died and I was, I felt like I was responsible for that. Yeah, I probably would good. I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah, everyone yeah,
1: everyone responds to grief very differently yeah. as well.
0: So just
1: right. to it, show the different ways, when you got so many characters, it's, uh, yeah,
0: you
1: know, it's, it's what you do. You show grief in different ways because uh, everyone reacts to it differently, and that's yeah. just the way that they'll happen to react to it, and it's sort of its own character. Yeah, it works for me. I mean, apart from the low blows, some low blows yeah, but it's sort of been on for a bit too long. It, yeah, it works.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And so then we had Scott Lang coming back by the magic of the mouse <laughs> that crawled in the thing. That right. so was very exciting. He comes back. He's all, he only feels like he's been in the realm for what did he say thirty five minutes something like that. Yeah, like, he
1: said like five hours or something like that. Now. Five hours. Yeah, yeah like, like each yeah. year was an hour or something.
0: Yeah, and so he's going, and he's they have this sort of memorial. He's looking, 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 and he sees his name as one of the vanished. And but he doesn't see Cassandra, and then he goes back to the house. Looks as she's still living there, and and she, how old do you think Cassandra was in the first move? In the first two, yeah, movies?
1: I thought she was sort of, yeah, they 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 add the extra years to her. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: I thought she was like nine years old, maybe.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, she was definitely still sort of primary school age. And now she sort of looks like she's 17, 18.
0: At least, yeah. She looks yeah, like... Mad, mad
1: next, yeah, add the extra five years to it. <laughs> I wonder if that was intentional in terms of either casting or for the fact that, like, uh, there's a franchise in Marvel called Young Avengers, which oh. uh, she, she is on, uh, on, one that was one of the members of Young oh. Avengers, Cassie. So maybe they, they're trying to get, if they're even trying to get that to the ground, they've uh, cast you know, someone who is at you know, sort of that sort of high end of the teens spectrum uh, so they can actually do that down track where when they want to do it.
0: Yeah. As she, opposed
1: to having someone who's you know, should be 12 um, do it which 12 is very different to cast on seventeen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I mean she was I think supposed to be yeah, around 14, 15 but she looked way older than that but Anyway, it's a nitpick. It was fine. And uh, he figures out, of course, what has happened. And he gets this idea for going into the quantum realm and and doing this time heist. And uh, so then he goes and finds the Avengers. And then we that's when they talk to Tony. And uh, then they also, uh, that's when we meet Professor Hulk. <laughs> so oh, yeah. well, Hulk has found the way to... Uh, Bruce slash Hulk has found a way to merge his two parts uh, together into like a functioning being. And he's now sort of the Professor Hulk. And what did you think of that?
1: I I didn't mind that because the Hulk over overtone. When you've had the Hulk around for 50 years, you can't just do the same angry Hulk the whole time. And uh, creators over the years have found different ways of doing different kinds of Hulk. And obviously Professor Hulk is one of those ones and the the kind of thing where they can still, if they really want down the line, they can do a different version of them, or they can snap their rubber band back, and it can be angry Hulk again. Um, so I don't mind even if it's even if it's just, uh, a temporary thing in the end, where they when they come down the line and they're ready to do, uh, uh, they want to try doing the Hulk movie again or something along those lines, uh, they can they can bring them back. Um, but the, I think Professor Hulk was the the, the best uh, possible Hulk they could have for this particular movie. I don't know how it really aligns with um, the Hulk story that they were doing in Infinity War. Do you, it sort of. Hulk was scared of coming out and now.
0: Well, it aligns more with what happened in Ragnarok because he had been able to stay merged for such a long time in Ragnarok. Oh, uh, yeah, true. But. Uh, but you know he's basically found a way to make it permanent In infinity war he wanted to make it not permanent he actually wanted it to come out and he couldn't get it to come out that's right yeah and that's what was frustrating to him and so he's kind of useless in the uh in the battles and things. And so then we start to really get into this time heist situation and that whole scene with, like, with MS like like, Hey, do you want a picture with me? And the kids are like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what's, right. you know, what's going on? That was really cool.
1: I think I, I, I thought that was funny, but it went on for a bit too long. I feel yeah. like I could have cut a uh, one or two of the discussion a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, sure that's that fair.
0: Discussion. Like the scene with Hulk and the, and the, um, and the tacos, or you know, certain things. There were little sort of funny bits that yeah. maybe uh, <laughs> that we went on a little long, but uh, so then the time high starts. So this is now uh, pretty much hour two, I think, and yeah. <laughs> then it starts. And uh, basically, their argument is they, they present this multi world theory, and that's like a real thing in physics. Like, I'm way out of my bounce here trying to explain this, but the whole There's this whole theory in physics, quantum physics, called the multi-worlds theory. When you get to a molecular level, like a quantum level, that there's like different versions of everything and different worlds kind of all happening at the same time. It's really trippy, crazy stuff. But (laughs) basically, the easiest way to explain it's kind of how they try to explain it, where they can't go back and just kill Thanos as a baby, because that... Would just create a new timeline that wouldn't change anything that had happened in their past. In, that, in, in their past, yeah, yeah, because yeah, everything's
1: like a branch. Essentially, it's like an infinite branch of different yeah. possibilities. And so, so I could eat, I could eat one sandwich, and that'd be the the timeline. But if I chose to eat a different sandwich,
0: it would yeah. be a different timeline.
1: And while they might be very similar, they're two different diverging from.
0: Yeah, and so that's what Rody's trying to explain that that. The, the the new past is actually the the present. So it's not really the past. And so you're not changing, you're not getting a new present by changing the past. You're getting, a, or you're not getting a new past by changing the past. You're getting a new present. <laughs> yeah. And so and- that's why they have to go back and get the stones because they know where the stones are in the past, but they have to, bring them back because they aren't changing the past they're changing the present that's what they're trying to do and so they're just trying to get the stones so that then they can do a new snap and then they can bring back the people that were that were vanished so that's how they're able to kind of get this the whole convolution of the time travel in this version and they talk about how things like back to the future were or
1: lies
0: (laughs) because they changed the past then they changed the present and that's just not the way although i will say that back to the future acknowledges that the changes to the past impact the future that that there are kind of these multi-worlds going on because he sees he sees versions of himself so i don't know how much it's it's really changed but but anyway, it's, it's time travel. It's fun. It's creative. I love it. I just, it's, it's really enjoyable to me. And I kind of looked at this the same way I watched Doctor Who. I don't know if you watched Doctor Who, but yep. you know, Doctor Who is always playing with time. And that's the whole story. That's who he is. He, whether it's in the future or in the past, he's changing things all around. And there's almost no episodes with him facing the ramifications of the changes that he's making. Oh, no, yeah. Ever. <laughs> And so, it's just fun. It's just Doctor Who is fun.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I think time travel is one of those things. If you think too hard about it, you, you're just going to make it a headache. Um, and you just let yeah. it just go, just go with the flow, and you're fine.
0: So they tried mean, their best to basically explain that they're creating a new future by going into the past to get the stones. That's the basic idea. Yep. So, <laughs> and we'll talk about some of the supposed plot holes that. I think actually are pretty, pretty reasonably explained in my mind. If you understand this idea of two separate worlds, all kind of happening at the same time, which is physics and it's real. (laughs) So anyway, uh, so, uh, there's different journeys that are all happening here. So the first one is you have Banner, uh, Rogers and Lang. So, and Tony, so you have, uh, so you have Hulk, uh, Oh, America Bruce Banner, and, and, and Steve I, Rogers, uh, Scott Lang, and Tony Stark all going to New York City 2012. It's because they know that Loki has the scepter and the Tesseract there. Yep. Yeah. So that's why they're, they're really excited about that. And that was so much fun. I mean, all of these peeks back into the other movies, I just loved. I thought it was so much fun.
1: Yeah, it's like a greatest hits almost, isn't yeah. it? It's of uh, the last ten years. Because if you go, okay, well, you love the Avengers. Let's get some of the original movie.
0: Yeah, Let's get some of
1: that back. And and then go behind the scenes.
0: Oh, it was so fun. And I know some people are like, oh, it was fan service. I thought it was well done fan service. It just, every time it made me smile and I was like, oh, look, (laughs) like, I don't think fan service is an inherently bad thing. I think if you've been invested in this franchise for 22 seasons, it's fun to go back to the previous movies and have I, I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Oh, yeah, especially since this is meant to be a like the, like the final of this particular sequence. yeah, it, it's yeah. fine to go back to to all these different uh, different movies and sort of revisit moments and yeah. and prove that they're actually part of a larger story um, yeah. and that they actually matter by like yeah. going back to these area times. you're saying that these these movies mattered they're part of the larger story and we're going to acknowledge it.
0: Yeah. And there were so many great moments in this first section in 2012. Oh, I just, when Hulk was complaining about the stairs, I died laughing. That was hilarious. I thought <laughs> <laughs> no more stairs. Um, and then I really loved the cap fighting cap. Oh, yeah, that, that was incredible.
1: I forgotten like, because the, his costumes involved so much over the last 10 years, I forgot how, like, daggy the original one looks now in comparison. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was really good. It was good, though. <laughs> America. <laughs> that was so funny. I loved it. <laughs> I really do have. Yeah. It was so good. And then we get the scene where it all kinds of, we get all kinds of problems because uh, they're, because, They get all jumbled together and uh, Loki ends up with the Tesseract and then he uses the Tesseract to escape. And so uh, we don't know what, where he went or what's
1: happened. No idea at all. Right. Uh, isn't there meant to be is there still going to be that Disney Plus series? Yeah. Maybe maybe that's what's going, that's going to be about since he's you know he's
0: If they come out um, with a Loki version of Doctor Who where he's like going all over the place, the Tesseract, I will die It will be the most I think that would
1: be, <laughs> be quite good especially since lot of these Disney Plus shows seem to be very short, like sort of eight episode, six yeah. episode kind of things. So you can just do a short season of like that. Yeah, you just you know uh, go a- here now and yeah, and he just you know does his uh, does his thing. And what he does best lying, cheating, and uh, swindling people.
0: Yeah, like I don't know how they're going to make that part make sense because I guess there'll just be a whole other timeline with with Loki, and hopefully it won't so, mess yeah. up with any of their plans for <laughs> what happened with hopefully it won't mess up with anything else going on in this movie but that is kind of we don't know where he went so yeah we're gonna find that I out no and it's gonna be amazing i'm so excited uh and so then banner goes to find the ancient one and get the time stone from her and i thought that whole sequence worked so well it was so good
1: yeah, it's it's really good and see also explaining the whole time travel element too and the splintering of the time uh, different past. So yeah, it's an added legitimacy to, like, to, to the the compl- complicatedness of time travel as well. Yeah,
0: because he tells her that what Strange did and that uh, they will bring, it, that it won't affect her reality because they will uh, bring the stone back to her reality and so she won't even notice that it's gone and she doesn't want to at first but then when he tells her that steven said it was the only way and that he gave up the doctor strange gave up the stone to thanos then it's then she realizes that okay i need to give the stone and so that's really really good and so they failed because Loki took the Tesseract. So they don't have the Tesseract. And so they're, what are we going to do? And so they decide to go to Steve and Tony, go back to 1970 to get the Tesseract from where it was being guarded by uh, Tony's dad, Howard Stark. Yeah. And uh, this was, uh, I think, a really good sequence. So you have, uh, first of all, we get our Stanley cameo, probably the last uh, yeah, one. That's a-
1: yeah, I think it is the last one. Yeah. And it's very, very much, uh, it looks very much like what Stan looked like back in the 70s as well. Yeah. He had the, the porno mustache and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very, very 70s attire. And Stanley was very sort of uh, left leaning, especially back in his younger days. So it worked quite well, even though it was a bit more of a the crass side of Stan. Yeah. But I think he, you know, in good humor, he, he was very much a, the kind of guy he was
0: yeah i think it was fun i enjoyed it it was maybe not my favorite but it was fun i i, I liked it so uh yeah and then they have mastered this de-aging look oh, i thought yes. that michael douglas looked so good i couldn't believe it
1: oh my god i know it It looked like michael douglas circa 1970 uh-huh. i actually googled it this before and it just just looking them up again, and oh, I, just, it's Nick, like they jump back in time, pulled them yeah. in, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and then
0: I, Nick Fury looked great at Captain Marvel, and I, but then Michael Douglas looked even better. I just couldn't believe it. I Wow, they, I'm curious, like to
1: see, like how they how they actually do this whole de aging thing, and I wonder, if, like, certain people's faces are just easier to do than others. Yeah, but they, whatever they're done with Michael Douglas, they did a little, very good job. It really it was, was excellent job, really.
0: Yeah, and so uh, Steve goes down there and gets the uh, the. Oh, no wait, no, it's um Tony. Tony goes down and gets the Tesseract from. From there, and uh, or I can't remember. No, to get yeah, Tony goes down and gets the tesseract, and that's where he meets yeah. his dad. And then Steve gets the, the Pim particle solution from uh, from uh, Hank's office, Hank Pym's office. And so we get this lovely whole scene between Tony and his dad, Howard. That I just really enjoyed. That whole conversation it was very heartfelt. It was. It was very helpful. And it sort of,
1: because he's, you know, he's always, always had these issues with his father as well, uh, unresolved issues, it was uh, like very much about sort of resolving that as well. And it, they did a really good job at resolving it. And so mm-hmm. Also playing into the fact that you know, Tony is a father as well. Yeah. Um, Made it even better.
0: It was really good. And then, then Steve seeing Peggy through the blinds, I was just... <gasps>
1: Uh, it it wasn't a dry eye in the cinema
0: no it was so oh because they never got to dance and we'll talk more about that but uh, it was so so good and so then they get out and then we have our next journey is Rocket and Thor go to Asgard 2013. And who knew that Thor the Dark World would become so important? <laughs> I know. It was
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was uh yeah, who would have
1: thought? Yeah, That they Natalie Portman, they used some unused from my understanding was some unused footage. Yeah. From that movie, as yeah. opposed to they didn't pull it back
0: in. Yeah, because there was no way she's coming back just for just for that little bit, I don't think but no. it, it worked it felt seamless and you have rocket oh,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and like i said that whole scene where he gets mueller back and just the emotion that he felt about being worthy and i just the whole conversation between him and frigga his mother was so moving and just lovely and i really appreciate it It was that. yeah it was really good
1: oh definitely yeah it was one of those things that like you would have thought that uh you know she would be able come back as well yeah. And have, you know, it like was emotional impact was, on the character as well. And it was that turning point for him as well to get back on the horse. And yeah. Like you said before, you know, the, the fact that he's worthy. And I even liked the bit where when Rocket was like, oh, what's he doing? And, um, and she's like, hey, just just wait a second, you'll see. <laughs> well, that was yeah, it
0: was good. I was like, oh, yay. And so then we also get uh, Nebula and Rody going to take the Power Stone before Peter uh, Quinn can do it in 2014. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, they ruined Thor. I think, if anything, I think that Star-Lord was treated worse than Thor as far as, like, he was just a total noob, a total idiot, like, throughout the whole movie. And, I mean, he kind of deserves it because he was an idiot in Infinity War. And none of this would have happened if he had just... He had just done what he was told to do and followed Gamora's counsel. And so, oh, yeah. yeah, so they're able to get the uh, stone nebula, reaches in and her like skin or whatever comes and Yeah, because
1: she- she's, she's mostly machine now by that yeah. stage, and so for the, for the yeah. minimal impact on her, really. But I do like the bit with Peter Quill I and mean, his. We got in there doing the whole dance with the headphones on, yeah. And the, the sort of the perspective, the contrast of uh, his perspective of you know it's it's you know, quite fun and yeah. it's magical with the music, and <laughs> and then like from the outside, it's, yeah, it's almost like watching a Hollywood film when it's been shot versus actually seeing on screen, yeah. <laughs> And And the way he's just like, <laughs>
0: yeah. And then he's <laughs> like, like, yeah. So he's an idiot, <laughs> yeah. It was really good. It was good. So, yeah. And uh, so uh, Thanos finds out that she, uh, there are two nebula- nebulas. He senses this. He Because he can hook up Nebula to a uh, thing. Yep. And so he realizes there are two realities of Nebula. And so he starts to figure out what is happening here. And they end up sending the past Nebula to... 2019. Yeah. Uh, so that's where things get a little bit messy there. And Then we also have Hawkeye and Black Widow. They go to Vormir to get the Soul Stone. And do you understand why the Red Skull is the keeper of the Soul Stone?
1: No. I, I mean, it, it was I think it was originally done because they wanted some kind of uh, some kind of little shock moment. Having the, the red skull back at that was like, oh, I didn't think he was ever going to come back. Um, but I don't know if it was formally explained or not explained well why he, of all people, had to be the one. That's so but weird. And of everyone in the universe, why he, a bad guy, had to do it. Uh, well, but, some
0: people were saying, oh, yeah. well, it's his curse for being bad is to have to. Uh, for eternity, guard the the uh soul stone, but I don't know, it just felt so weird because I mean, I'm trying to remember First Avenger, it's been a while, but uh, he, he started out human, right? The Red School,
1: yeah, he was human, and then like he experimented on himself from, from memory, and, uh, yeah. and the whole. A hydra slash Nazi kind of uh, <laughs> World War Two kind of trying to beat the Allies kind of experiments on himself and because
0: uh, he's not like Dormammu he's not like some infinite magical creep creature no he's he's, no, human. he's just, like, what yeah it's very weird I don't understand why they did that uh, but whatever maybe
1: he just won the cosmic lottery you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah and so then we find out that in order to we knew this kind of because of this whole seeds with Gamora we knew that somebody had to be sacrificed for the soul stone but i at least i didn't realize that uh that it necessarily that was the rule all the time or you know what was happening but uh, it turns out so one of them is going to have to sacrifice in order for them to get the soul stone and it's a sacrifice that cannot be undone supposedly and uh they bat- battle kind of back and forth between Hawkeye and Black Widow who should make the sacrifice. And I you know a lot of people had issues with it, but in my opinion, I think it was the right choice because I think that if they had gone with Hawkeye, he would have been doing it for selfish motives. Like he would have been doing it for his family, but that's somewhat selfish in the sense it's for him, yeah. his family. And I think that uh, and he would also have been doing it as some kind of redemption for all of the uh killings yeah. and stuff like that. Whereas I think with Black Widow, the Avengers are her family. The people and and saving everybody is her reason to live. You know, she doesn't have the family like Hawkeye does. And so I think it makes it more pure to have her do it. And also I just think it's really cool that somebody with no superpowers is the one that basically saved everybody and so i thought it was really moving i thought it was really lovely and it worked for me i know a lot of people were divided on it but how did you feel about it
1: i didn't mind it it was one of those things i like the fact that there was a debate about it Mm -hmm. um because whether this left the coin or you know just when i had a very simple conversation okay yeah i guess so it wouldn't have been as impactful uh and the fact that you thought oh uh, Hawkeye was going to be the one. And it sort of flipped your expectations. You didn't know who it was actually going to be. It wasn't going to be obvious. Um, and so then to sort of not know until that final second. It was a more interesting uh, choice and it was a bit more exciting in that way too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, again, there was another one there's an where there wasn't a dry uh, eye in the house mm-hmm. in the cinema, or at least my cinema. I
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: And, yeah, and it, it worked because uh, it very much is established at the start of the movie that uh, – Natasha had like felt like the weight of the world was on her shoulders. She felt that you was know, part of the responsibility that uh, of the failure was from her, and um, the, the team. So she was trying to correct herself as opposed to like if you said Hawkeye, he was just trying to redeem himself for being uh, killing guys and trying to get his family back. It wasn't as noble as uh, as, hers, as her choice.
0: Yeah, that's my thought on it, at least, and you know, I guess it it couldn't be undone because like we talked about, then people only stay, I mean, I don't know how they're going to bring back Gomorrah. I don't know what they're going to do about that. (laughs) But the idea is at least that like your reality becomes your new, the past becomes your new reality. And so you can't go back and make somebody undead in that same way. Yeah. Unless it's something to do with the snap, I guess. <laughs> anyway. God. But they can't be, bring him back, but, evidently.
1: But it's gonna be cute I'm curious how they're gonna end up doing this uh supposed Black Widow you know? I know. It, is it gonna be set in that five year gap or is it gonna be is it gonna be some parallel universe uh <laughs> uh like would i show up i, I don't know There's... i
0: think it's going to be a prequel and i've heard some talk yeah. about the florence Pugh, who was just in fighting with my family that some talk that she's getting cast i don't know if that's true or not she could have a whole nother role but uh but yeah i think mm-hmm. that that's what they're going to do which would be i think i is. would die if they had a a Budapest movie and we finally get to know what happened in Budapest. That would be oh, amazing. Yeah, I would be so excited. <laughs> it'd be good.
1: Yeah. Uh, the only issue I would have with it being a prequel is that it sort of takes some of the stakes away. You sort of know mm-hmm. that where how she actually does die. So, But no, as long as they, you know, they get like, it'd be cool to have like a sort of spy kind of style. Espionage. Yeah. I think, I think if
0: you keep it really contained and you don't have it that much part of the MCU and then it's just the story about them in Budapest, that would, it would be so fun. Yeah. I I love, you and I remember mm-hmm. Budapest very differently. If it were me, I'd almost, it would be fun to have like different, to explore sort of both of their, you know how in, if you've ever seen 500 days of summer. Yes. You know, how they have that expectations versus reality split screen. <laughs>
1: And you yeah, probably right.
0: wouldn't be able to do exactly like that, but if you could kind of tell their sides, have both sides of the story, that would be so fun. It would be great. Yeah, that
1: would work really cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think I should do that, yeah. So
0: anyway, uh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do about Gamora as well because she was sacrificed to get the stone as well. So what are they going to do to bring her back? They're searching for her at the end, you see. So I don't know how, how that makes sense. But anyway... Mm-hmm. So they'll find some convoluted way, that makes sense. Uh, and so they all come back, and Tony makes a new gauntlet. And in the past movie, I think it was Infinity War, they had to go to the dwarves, to the Peter Dinklage character, and get the stuff to make the gauntlet or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. and he was just able to do it from stuff in his house. Like, yeah, it was really just like a spare glove. Yeah.
1: You Maybe Thanos, has, Thanos clearly didn't have a spare glove hanging around. So
0: no. Fine.
1: You had to get someone to make one. So, But Tony, he's got gloves everywhere. He's got spare parts. So it's like you having a, he's like a chest full of Lego, something. Yeah. It's just spare Iron Man parts. It's like, oh, yeah, draw <laughs> some holes in there. Yeah, we're good to go.
0: I didn't even (laughs) think of it the first time that I saw it. And then a friend was like, How did he make his own gauntlet? That doesn't work. And I'm like, Eh, whatever. I don't care. Um, It's a superhero movie, I guess. It doesn't have to (laughs) make a (laughs) (laughs) logic. And then uh, Hulk volunteers to wear the gauntlet and he does the snap and it's successful. And that was so exciting. When when Hawkeye sees his wife uh, calling him on the phone, that's so cool. It was really, Brilliant. really good, and uh, then we find that the past nebula that she brings Thanos and all of the minions and everything like that through time, and uh then they get all get attacked, and that sort of starts this third hour of your movie mm-hmm. <laughs> with uh this sort of battle is going on, and uh you have uh. It, it's it's so funny how it, like, immediately looks like some kind of scene from Lord of the Rings. There's, like, waterfalls and stuff. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. It was great. And I loved the scene where they're, you know, getting pretty desperate. Things are getting pretty, pretty bad. And, and you see the those cosmic circles. I don't know what they're called. And like the all, portal kind of thing. The portals, yeah. yeah. And all of the Avengers come together... And you see all of the all of the Wakandians. You see Peter Parker's there. You have Doctor Strange is there. You've got Valkyrie on her horse. Like.
1: On the Pegasus, yeah. Pegasus, yes. yeah,
0: Pegasus. Oh, my gosh, that was the best. i was. so happy oh. you're,
1: you're very right. It's very much a Lord of the Rings kind of moment there. When you think everything's uh, dire, here comes the Cavalry. And they're all pretty badass.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. Like Wong is there. Like everybody is there and it was Everything incredible. I was so excited. And you see this, I, I loved the whole scenes where there's kind of capture the flag with the gauntlet with the glove. <laughs> like,
1: oh, that was so cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, was,
0: uh, yeah T'Challa it very has dynamic. it for a little while. Spider-Man has it for a little while. It's just kind of past the <laughs> it's really good.
1: That, yeah, it's very dynamic in the way they did that. It's so, mm-hmm. mentioned Kang angles and Sort of, it went up in the air. You don't know who's going to catch it, and then some Spider Man swings in and grabs it, or and then he hands it off to, uh, to uh, Valkyrie, and you don't know where that's going to go. And uh, it was very exciting.
0: Yeah. And then Captain Marvel comes, and she just basically like destroys the whole ship. That was really cool. But Thanos is able to basically kind of throw her aside, despite he doesn't have the gauntlet on it at that point, but he's able to still he just, one. he's so powerful.
1: Oh yeah. Didn't he He grabbed one of the stones? He was using yeah. one of the stones, the, the power stones. And sort of, yeah. Overpower. Sure but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause yeah. cause they were very uh, even, evenly matched up into that point. And you go, yeah. Oh yeah, we can do this. You can do this. Oh no, we can't. <laughs>
0: oh man. And then we get the moment. What did you think of the all female Avengers moment? I, personally thought it was fun i thought it was harmless i i kind of likened it to the i am no man moment in return of the king you know yeah it, no, was it, worked from- it did it worked it really- for me too i i think it i don't know i mean i guess some people could feel like oh it's just being too uh girl power kind of playing into that but yes, I,
1: it, I thought it was going on oh, sjw kind of uh- yeah
0: No, I think it's
1: funny. There's a good way to acknowledge it. You have a a massive cast of characters, and you need to be able to acknowledge everyone. And that's just one fun way of doing it Mm -hmm. getting all the women together to make sure they're a bit badass because sometimes they've had a bit of a raw deal throughout these movies. Yeah. Um, To make sure that they don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know. I just felt like where I get a problem with maybe messaging is something like in. Uh, the last jedi when there's that really heavy-handed animal rights messaging when they're on the casino planet that. you know that's the kind of thing that to me is more kind of annoying <laughs> whereas it's just these yeah, are just it. characters that happen to gather there for a fun harmless moment it's they're not really preaching anything so i no, was,
1: they're not it's just uh, unless you're yeah, like you know there's some people where that they'll just uh, be pulling out their hair that, but uh Any normal person, yeah.
0: So then we find out that Captain America is worthy of wielding Mjolnir. That was pretty epic. Did you like that?
1: I really enjoyed that. I knew that that had happened in the comics before, but I was definitely not expecting that in the actual movie. Uh, and it was, it was a lot of fun the way that he actually used his role in combination with the shield. Seven hammer shield—it's a, it's a new way of, sort of seeing some good action, and I like the fact that. fact Thor had two hammers, the hammer, and then they swapped for a while, and then Thor was like, "No, you take this. <laughs> no, I prefer this one." More. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I guess the different hammers are, are supposed to have different properties or whatever, but I didn't really care about that. I just thought it was fun, and uh, and then we, the Tony ends up getting the gauntlet on. And we got our big epic moment because Thanos said, I am inevitable. And yep. Tony says, and I am Iron Man. And he snaps and it was amazing. I died. It was so exciting. It was so sad. It was so emotional. Oh, uh, yes. Because it's you would uh, think when he first, when he first gets out of the cave, I think he says, I am Iron Man. Like it, he does. Like, yeah. First movie. Yeah.
1: It's a good callback. It uh, very much bookends this whole sort of sequence of movies. Very nicely. Yeah. So uh, it was a good callback, yeah. And
0: in then that, in that moment between uh, Peter and Tony, <laughs> he's hugging him. And he's like, this is nice. It was so good. It is so nice, good. yeah. It was so good. I loved it. And then we get to Tony Stark's funeral. There is no Gamora there. Uh, no. Did you recognize the kid from Iron Man 3?
1: At the time, I didn't. I saw some article pop up later, and it was the kid from my entry. But the kid was uh, like aged so much. Yeah. that It was, you know, unless you, I don't know, if you were a detective, didn't you have to be Batman to figure that out.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there were some people were like, oh, I don't know how people didn't figure it out. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> they're clearly Batman.
1: They're, they're <laughs> Batman, <so. laughs>
0: Batman. That's right. And basically, everybody else was at the funeral. There was a nice moment between. Uh, Barton and Scarlet Witch. Oh, we did. For, I forget to mention Scarlet Witch's moment with Thanos, which was amazing. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was really good. And they're going to have this Scarlet Witch and Vision show. So I yeah, one division. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have, a
1: th- I have a theory about that. Oh, you do. Part of her powers is if she can. Well, they don't really touch on it in the movies, at least in the comics. She's able to re- warp the reality in uh-huh. certain ways. So I reckon it's going to be some kind of grief-related um, sort of reality walk where she's trying to recreate reality to a point where she's happy again and the vision is back. Uh, so it'd be some kind of weird thing like that. Because it's meant to be sort of inspired by the 50s is what I've been told. Oh, it's really? Sort of like a, yeah, so like it's going to be sort of set in this sort of, not quite *Leave of the beaver, but that, that kind of style of idealised 50s kind of thing but obviously there's going to be something more sinister involved
0: because okay. i just wondered i'm like are they just going to be making spaghetti and hanging out like what's going on
1: knows? <laughs> You knows obviously something's going to happen
0: beginning an infinity war he's like cooking for her and stuff but <laughs> uh so yes and then we get some nice i loved the i love you 3000 and then the little moment oh, yeah. between happy and the and morgan yeah that was <laughs> nice <laughs> I heard somebody say that, that everybody's going to be going to Burger King and crying and that, you know, what the heck's going on. It was so good. Yeah. And I thought Pepper was pretty good in this movie probably one of the better. She's good in Iron Man three, but uh, I mean, I'm always not a huge fan of, of her. She's, she's fine, but I don't know. I thought that she was pretty good in this. Yeah, she was good.
1: She was more than just the nag. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, she, she you know, breathe very well and um in terms of like your, how it was uh betrayed and uh you know she was it was believable as her as the, as the wife and the mother
0: yeah yeah
1: and it was better. i feel like i said much better than it just being the one who was next honey. yeah
0: and then we get thor giving valkyrie the rule over new asgard and again, that made total sense to me. I I never got the feeling yeah, for that he wanted to be a leader, really.
1: No, any time he's ever been a leader in the comics, is very much being thrown upon him, it's sort of his, his expectation. But he doesn't really want it. He he does it out of necessity more than any sort of need.
0: Yeah, I agree. And uh, and then he joined the Guardians, which was I am beyond excited because. I didn't love Guardians Volume 2, so I wasn't that excited about Volume 3, but now I'm really excited for it, because that is going to be amazing yep. with Star-Lord yep. and Thor, and it's going to be so good.
1: And James Gunn's back in, in the folds well Yeah, after he does uh, Suicide <laughs> Squad 2, of all things.
0: <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess.
1: Oh, it's, it, but... it's a bizarre situation, though.
0: Yeah, it was it was a mess. But anyway, we'll see what happens with that. But I'm really really excited And if they do a a, a Thor four because he just resigned his contract, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Thor four. But Cause, um, yeah, there was yeah because there
1: wasn't always the you know the, the chance that he was going to sign it. There was the, the idea that this is going to be his last movie. Uh, he, but like apparently filming this movie, he decided, yeah, I'm going to stay on. He, yeah, I want to say I want to do more stuff so you know, it's exciting to see Thor in the mix so that we probably might get another trilogy or you might get, okay. that's going to happen, but something's going to happen
0: yeah, it'll be so good and so then uh, Steve Rogers goes back to return all the stones and we get some nice goodbyes from him before he goes back in time, he, we get a nice goodbye with him and Bucky, him and Sam obviously and uh, he uh he can t- stay there as long as he wants uh but it'll be you know just like a few minutes for them and uh, the uh, and then he comes back and we see old man uh steve and we find out that he basically stayed and had his lived lived a whole life with uh him life, yeah. and peggy and i'm guessing that they well, first of all that scene with them dancing it was just Tears. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so good.
1: It was a great way to sort of end that story as well. Yeah. Good story because it was, uh, I don't say left open, but like it was very much, you got ripped away from them. Yeah. Sort of, and I had like, it, would, it looked like for a very long time that there wasn't a any resolution to that apart from seeing her on their deathbed. It was
0: the perfect happy ending for. Yeah. Steve, it was so good, and uh, I'm guessing that they'll have to go someplace where they will not come in contact with anybody from the other timeline, from the yeah, other reality. Yeah, I think so. They'd have to, like, go to Cabo or something like that and just, like, spend <laughs> yeah. the rest of their life. That's my figure.
1: Yeah, they're living off the grid or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because especially if they come in contact with, with niece Sharon, that could be really awkward.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sharon might not exist in that timeline. Yeah, that's true
0: in the new timeline, because you know, in Civil War. Oh yeah, <laughs> a little awkward there, <laughs> because you don't want. I mean, aside from the fighting, you don't want one timeline Captain America to meet up with uh, no. this this Captain America. And so anyway, that's just how I figure is they went to Bermuda or someplace like that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Had a good life. I just loved it. I thought it was perfect. And he gives the sword and sword. What am I saying? Shield, yeah. He gives, he gives the shield, uh, to Sam, to Falcon. And this is in the comics, correct? Yeah. So
1: both Bucky and Sam have been Captain America at one time or another. Uh, so I sort of knew that if, Chris Evans was not going to be continuing on with these movies, that it would become a legacy uh, role and uh, someone would inherit the title. So I was uh, I had no idea which one, but I sort of knew that it was going something like this was going to happen. And I think it was nice that it was actually Sam as opposed to Bucky, because Sam. I feel like he's a bit more of a three-dimensional character, even though you haven't really seen you know, has not really starred in any movie. But I, I think it, uh, he's got the chance, he's got the, there's a bit more meat on the bones for him to start in a movie. Sam Wilson, Captain America, movie down the, road, uh, down the line. Because, yeah, like I said, yeah. they had done the comics. And in the comics, it was, uh, they didn't do a very good job. It was oh, okay. In this weird, it was in this weird period in sort of comics. It was sort of... Uh, Probably around 2016 election time, and there was a very left leaning sort of series but by a guy who was very polarizing in terms of his political views. Oh, okay. Uh, I won't get too much into it, but it didn't let it, like, it didn't become a very satisfying read in the end. Uh, so it was sort of a wasted opportunity when it came to the comics. And because at the same time, there was also that polarizing element of, uh, I don't know if you heard, anyone had heard about the whole Hydra, Captain America thing. It sort of oh, made news yeah. a little bit. Uh, yeah, so it was around that same time. You know, sort of very polarizing opinions. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so we didn't it, even so-
0: talk about the whole Hail Hydra thing in the elevator. That was incredible, that whole scene. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so. oh yeah,
1: that, I found that quite funny. And, oh, so but good. there was some. I saw did see some talk on Twitter that maybe people thought that I might have been a bit on the nose with this whole how much in the comics the whole Hydra Captain America thing yeah. had caused the big hoo ha. Uh, but I think it was done in a way that it was the last not for like.
0: It was so uh, good. It was such yeah, a fun yeah, callback like, to that scene.
1: Like he's a, a pro-Nazi Simplified <laughs> <supervisor>. No. <laughs>
0: Because that scene in Civil War is, I mean, not Civil War, in Winter Soldier is so iconic, that scene in the oh, yeah So that callback was, to me was just with what's his name? Oh, uh, yeah. Grillo. And it was, it was so good. Ugh. And so, yeah, there you go. That's basically our ending there. And uh, we get the amazing credit scene. <laughs> I was joking that oh. he basically followed uh, followed Twilight. Twilight did the same kind of credit scene with each oh, cool. of the characters and the signature and stuff. And, and so, but I loved that. It was so good. And I actually really loved not having a true like post-credit scene because, I don't know, I just thought that that in and of itself was a post-credit scene
1: to me. Oh, yeah. And, and the, well, to start with, the, how amazing is it? You can get so many so, like, fantastic actors and, like, legacy actors and actresses in this movie, in this one movie. It was like you got a whole 150 Pokemon, almost. Yeah. uh, (laughs) um,
0: It really was amazing. They show, like, Robert Redford and William Hurt and...
1: Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just... Yeah, and then it ends with those the original six with their signatures. It was it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. And I absolutely loved the score for this movie. I cannot wait to get the album. I thought it was really effective. And when they used soundtrack, when they used songs, it really worked for me, whether it was funny or sweet, tender, or whatever, setting the mood of the different eras that they were in. I thought I thought they did a great job with music. I mean, I'm usually not somebody who's that particular about special effects, but it all looked great to me. Uh, yeah, the only part that looked a little shady was maybe that sequence where Scott becomes a baby, but it was so funny that I didn't care that it was kind of
1: yeah. I think it's you're too busy laughing to yeah. sort of really pay too much attention.
0: Yeah, that was really good, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought I, I just thought it was an incredible movie. I thought it was such an incredible experience to be part of, where everybody was cheering and laughing and. And I don't know when I will have another experience like that at the theater. I mean, it was just so great, and it was so I felt such a sense of closure. And so few series I feel like are really able to deliver that kind of a thing. I mean, look, there's so many season finales of shows, series finales of shows that are so they try to be too cute, they try to be too clever, and I and I felt like they just did such a good job with this of of Ending it right and ending it in not trying to be too cute, not trying to be too clever. Just uh, just doing something really satisfying, really moving. It had everything that you could want in a movie. It was funny. It was sweet. It was moving. It had action. It had romance. It had everything you could want. I feel like in a film. Oh, yeah. And I think it was personally much better than Infinity War because when there was emotion, I felt it, and it felt real and lasting and impactful, and that that it, that this was something that had consequence. You know, it does. Yeah, yeah, maybe they'll find a way to somehow bring Tony back for a cameo of some somebody. Maybe they will. You know, <laughs> nobody dies yeah. in Marvel, but it still it felt more emotionally resonant to me and also it just even though it was three hours long i felt like it clipped along i was never bored watching this movie and i was bored sometimes in infinity war whereas this i just thought the pacing was so well done and Uh, yeah
1: i it didn't feel like three hours at all no i yeah it felt like a regular length movie to me i didn't realize you don't realize it at the time it's three hours until you actually walk outside in the dark
0: yeah, I agree. I agree, and uh, they, yeah. they keep talking about oh, when playing your bathroom breaks and stuff. And I'm like, just don't drink anything because you don't want to miss a second of this movie.
1: No, well, I have a story about bathroom breaks and movies. <laughs> I originally missed the reveal of Thanos because oh, I rushed no. to the bathroom. <laughs> 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 oh, it's the only time I've ever gone to the bathroom in the movies where I've actually missed something. That was a big deal. And um, I kick myself and uh, every time I go see a Marvel movie or go to the movies in general I always go to the bathroom and I always say to my partner uh, I don't want to miss Thanos I don't want to miss Thanos, I'm going to go to the bathroom
0: (laughs) So how do you think that they are going to work in all of this into Spider-Man Far From Home because I guess him and his friend, I think it's Jacob and I guess MJ, they must have all been vanished?
1: I think so. I think because there was Cause so many, because it was, you know, 50% of everybody it disappeared and then came back and they all the same age. It's like nothing happened pretty much. I think it just, uh, you know, they go back to school and you know, they might miss a couple of weeks until everything's organized again. But instead sort of everyone's, some people are five years, uh, you know, age five, yeah. five years and some people aren't. So they can buy, you know, Speaking about of alcohol and stuff, but, uh, right. <laughs> um, yeah. but I think it's just be, it's back to usual. Back to usual, but it's five years in the future. Yeah. Um. So there might be a couple characters which they go, okay, they didn't get snapped, so they're not in this anymore. So there might be excuse not to sign some people back on for movies. Uh uh-huh. um, So you know, yeah, I, know,
0: you I know. think that there's at least going to be some kind of flashback or something. And the, the Russos came out today and said, because it's being recorded on the 5th, and the Russos said that Monday is the final day for spoilers, and then after that everybody can talk about it. Uh, which I would still, if you're going to talk about spoilers, I would still put spoilers in the thing. Oh, uh, yeah, because there's
1: still people, you know, can't, you know, can't make it the cinema straight away. But
0: uh But I think that the reason why they said that is I think there's going to be... I think there's going to be a trailer released yeah. on Monday for far far from home, and I think it's gonna have some kind of spoilers for for end in there
1: I think so too yeah, so there's going to be that and I think they're gonna start from there they can start talking about what the uh all these other movies are going to be because they've got all these slots for the next five years already you know taken mm-hmm. for dates. So, they're going to start filling them up soon. So, yeah. there's no idea. Like, usually, we, we know these things three years in advance.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, sometimes even further uh, when there's going to be, um, what movies are going to be coming out. But we don't even know what's coming next year. Like, there's going to be really? one in February or March or something like that. We have no idea what it is yet. So, I think they're they are going to start yelling some.
0: Yeah, I think they might wait until D23 to make some of those announcements, which is the sense. end of August but who knows they've been announcing way more in advance than i thought they would as far as disney plus but uh, but yeah i mean i i wouldn't be surprised if we hear about that soon that we hear about a doctor strange 2 and a black panther 2 that are filming black panther,
1: yeah and there's uh, the room you're talking about doing the eternals which is a bizarre idea because <laughs> even in the comics they have had collectively 50 comics <laughs> in the space since the late 70s uh some of their concepts have sort of spread uh, sprawled out into different you know corners of another universe but really the, the group itself has very little touch point It' like similar to the guardians of the galaxy i guess uh, the guardians of the galaxy that was a very similar thing to the,
0: well and then we also know readers that they, did they have the potential now to bring the x-men oh, in yeah. To bring Fantastic Four in, we don't know. I mean, they did announce that um the Chinese one, I forget the name.
1: Oh, Shang Chi. Yeah, so yeah, Shang Chi. So they'll do like some kind of martial arts movie, and that's mm-hmm. this big talk here in Australia that they're going to uh, be filming it here in Australia in Sydney. And oh. so they're, you know, they're excited about that. Um, yeah, but well, the rumors are either that or the black widow. So.
0: That's so. Um, I'm so. Because excited. one yeah.
1: So there's uh, no potential for that. I mean, they've got like they've got three thousand characters more that they could use. Uh, yeah. No, it, I don't think maybe not all of them have potential for a feature film, but I'm sure they can they can find something. Kevin Feige's probably got a big whiteboard, and yeah. eventually he's got, he's going to run out of ideas. So it's like okay, Pete, Pete gets a movie. Uh. <laughs> him. Yeah,
0: I'm waiting till we have our um Captain Britain movie.
1: Yeah, well, hey, Captain Britain. We'll, we'll be getting a uh, well. They just announced Ghost. I was gonna say Ghost Rider, but they've done that a couple times. Oh
0: yeah, they did yeah. Ghost Rider and Agents of Shield. And when yeah. I was at uh, Comic Con, uh, Clark Gregg said that he he said something to the fact of he wouldn't be surprised if in the future the Disney Plus shows end up merging more with the movie universe than they have up until mm-hmm. now. So well, it, the thing to get it, me to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: again. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, I, I only watched the first uh, episode and a half, and I was like, oh, I'm in <laughs> I just
0: yeah. don't have time. I don't have time uh, in my life. But anyway. But,
1: uh, speaking of uh, Ghost Rider, they did announce that there's going to be a Ghost Rider series on Hulu like two days ago.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Yeah. yeah so
1: Crazy. Hulu seems to be a place for a lot of the Marvel stuff as well. But yeah. I don't know how much that's going to incorporate into the wider thing, or that's going to be like, like runaways or something like that, where it's not really connected to anything. It's just
0: a jam. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think this was such an amazing accomplishment that Kevin Feige and all the team, everybody in Marvel, they just did an incredible job in casting. Every Almost every casting was was great. I mean, you can talk about Terrence Howard, you know, <laughs> the only, or yeah. Edward Norton. Those, I really think is the only mistakes in casting through the whole 22 movies, everybody else has just been so well cast. I think that they've allowed their directors, they've given them a, a kit, they've given them a guide, and then they've allowed their directors to show their personality within each of the movies. I, I think that they've produced just an incredible track record of films. And now leading up to this movie, I just think it worked so well. And I just can't, it, think of when i've had a more satisfying more joyful more emotional experience at the theater i just absolutely loved it i mean i'm debating because i loved and i connected so personally with wonder woman but i recognize that it had more flaws than this avengers endgame but those are definitely my two favorite uh, superhero movies i think i've ever seen i just I mean, I love the original Avengers, but this one was just so great. I I think they really, I left thinking, I think I tweeted, they did it. They did it, and they it was did. amazing. They did <laughs>
1: it. It, it, was, it was a fantastic roller coaster ride. Yeah. Uh, the uh, emotional roller coaster, uh, adrenaline roller coaster, it's sort of like two roller coasters in one so it's, uh, it's scary for I me, mean, I don't like roller coasters. But, <laughs> uh, but no, it was very fun. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic achievement in sense of uh, shared storytelling as well. To have all these movies come together and have uh, something that's final. It's so rare to have something that is final. But still has potential to move on in a shared and especially a superhero storytelling because superhero storytelling is very much the, the concept of that something is always going to keep on going and they just keep they, they might stretch something and change it, but it always snaps into something familiar yeah. so it can keep on moving uh, but to actually have someone end yeah. is um, amazing. it's
0: about how Many different brands have tried to do the same thing that they've done and failed spectacularly, oh, yes. like the Dark Universe or whatever. Where they made oh, that had,
1: Dark uh, Universe, <laughs> that one movie. Yes, uh, I think DC is the, in the closest so far. Closest. Uh, it's, yeah. had it, it's had it's it had it's had its flaws, but it seems to be right. The ship seems to be right. Yeah. uh which is good. I mean, I, I'm excited. I hope that it does do its thing, and it seems to yeah. be. It's found jam, jam, you know, where it's, mm-hmm. it's going for a different tone. It's going for the right tone at the right time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, letting the, the directors be... I reckon the directors at DC have even more free reign than uh, somewhere in
0: Marvel. Uh,
1: as long as they get point A to point B, they're, they're, they're fun doing, and doing whatever. Really, yeah, I mean, with the He's, exception
0: of Justice League, that obviously was a mess, but, but yeah. But
1: I, mean, I think Justice League, yeah, Justice League had had, like, it had to do with certain things they had to get everyone together. and Obviously, you didn't get one person's uh, vision as well. Yeah, you had two technically had two people's visions because they'd, they'd changed the directors and they had two different, very like contrasting yeah. visions. So it was, sort of, it was, it was always going to be difficult, but uh like like we like we said um you know we didn't think it was the best movie but you know we we found some things to enjoy about it and um and it was much better than we thought it was beat the
0: expectations yeah. agreed so yeah i i just i don't know i just think it's an incredible achievement and i just loved it so Thanks so much for talking about this. Uh, no worries. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, we covered a ton of ground. So let us know if you're listening, uh, what you think about all the different parts that we talked about and uh, let's have a lively discussion. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, where can people find you and your website and stuff online?
1: Yeah, no worries. So you can find me on the website, howlovecomics.com. Talked about a lot of you. So if you've uh, come out of the Avengers movie and get, I want to read Avengers comics. Luckily, I have the thing for you. I have uh, ten Avengers comics you should read. Go on the homepage; you'll find there a uh, lot of fan favorites and critically acclaimed stories. There'll be some it'll be some uh, story for you. Lots of tips and hints and all kinds of things. So you can find me at ILoveComics.com. You can also find me on Twitter, How I Love Comics. I'm also on Facebook and also sign up to the uh, newsletter because I do a mostly weekly newsletter. You can keep on track with everything uh, that's happening on the website. I uh, Chuck a couple extra things in there too. Um, maybe a competition or you know, a bit of fun stuff. So yes, yeah, check it all out.
0: Yeah. So you can definitely, you should check that out. And uh, yeah, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media on iTunes and on YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, if you can give us your ratings and reviews, really appreciate it. And if you're watching on YouTube, if you can give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel, we really really up. appreciate. Yes, please thumbs up. <laughs> and uh, thanks so much again. I really had a blast. And uh, yeah, thanks. We we will try to get together. We we're thinking about actually doing some uh, vintage movies analysis. Yeah, that be fun.
1: I reckon. Yeah, uh, Superman the movie, and also uh, some of The Dark Knight trilogy yeah.
0: too. So that could be fun. So let us know what you think of that. And uh, and yeah, it'll be really great. And we will talk again soon.
1: yeah talk to you soon thank you everyone bye. bye